Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today I have two guests who I would say have got me through winters and now summers as well with their wines, their QV wines, oh. which are possibly the best thing that's happened to me from them ever. They're also two lovely, gorgeous, funny humans and they've just started their own podcast called Help, I'm a Parent. It's Ollie and Emma Lou Proudlock. Thank you, G. Is it too early to have QV right now? Probably. Never. I don't oh think it is. You know what? It is 12 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Does it have to be 12 o'clock or 5 o'clock? What is the rule? I think it's 11 o'clock. No, yeah, right. we, say, we like to say 11. As long as it's 11 a.m. somewhere, we're good. I do love it. I love it, Emma. If you're scrolling through your Instagram, how many pictures of you have oh, wine, wine in your hand? I know, I know. It's quite a lot. But do you know what? It's my hobby. I mean, Amen. what a great hobby to have. It's fine. No, I love it. It's a passion of yours, Bob. You've got to do it. You've got to follow yeah. your passions. Yeah, exactly. And now you've turned it into a business. So, you know, if Amen. anything, every post, 
you know, you've got I'm to working. do that, actually. I, yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. You've got to push it, exactly. Oh, Someone's got to do that for the rest of us, all right? Yes. Thank you. I'll happily take it on for all of us. Thank you. I really respect that. If you ever need a hand, you know, I can. Oh, I'll try. I don't actually need a, need a hand most of the time. No, I'm kidding. We'll make, we'll, we'll make sure that you are always stocked up on QBG. Don't worry. You'll have a, a monthly subscription coming through. Do you Absolutely. actually do this yet, a monthly subscription? We should do that. We don't, but we've been discussing it for a while, mostly for our own benefit, yeah. but also for our, um, no, for our lovely customers. I think it would be great just to have a drop-off. A hundred percent. And you don't even have to think about it. It just arrives and you've got your yeah. stock for the month. Yeah. Carefree. Well, I mean, how is it going for you two, though? Because Bonnie's five months now, so how... Yeah. Just five months. How is that going? Yeah, there's definitely been nights where... I'll, you know, I've said internally, good luck to us. I've not said it to you yet, mm. but I think I might start that. It's quite good. It's quite enjoy your sleep. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had its ups and downs. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, they're so sleepy and, and it's, you know, great in the day. In the evenings, you're kind of up all night, but the adrenaline just kind of keeps mm. you going. I think only when she was, you know, whenever she started sleeping for longer stints, did we realise how exhausted you are. Yeah. Because you kind of just go, 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 go. And then whenever she started sleeping for sort of, four or five hours at a time, I definitely felt more tired. But mm. now she's kind of getting into, you know, she's a bit more responsive to her routine, which is nice. amazing. And she now kind of understands. I was thinking about this yesterday. We've kind of started changing her routine in the day so that we can kind of try and get her sleeping longer at night. And it's so amazing that now she's got to the point where when she has her bath and she gets into bed, she knows that that's time yeah. for her long sleep mm. as opposed to just her little, you know, naps throughout the day that she was doing. And it's really interesting that all of the, just all of the things that we've been trying to, you know, do to, um, you know, like her sleepy cues and things to kind of instill in her that it's time for bed is, you know, it's working and it's, it's lovely. Great for us. And tell G about the last two nights. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. But you keep trying to jinx it. But I'm not trying to jinx it. No, but you are. And also it's really unfair to say that you have a baby that has slept for a long time. No, but I'm sure... There's an element of guilt to admitting that your child That's the thing, slept. isn't it? So you've got a baby who has slept seven till seven the last two nights. It's amazing. And first night, you're like, we've cracked it. This is it. But second night, it can all go tits up. But there is that thing, though. There's that weird thing of feeling guilty about it because you know that other people aren't sleeping. Mm. But you've gone through a period of time where you haven't slept. And actually, all those people with babies that don't sleep, all they want is for their baby to sleep. On a massive level, everyone's really happy for you, you yeah. know, when that happens. Yeah. On another yeah. level, they're just like, why, why of not course. me? Of course. It's incredible that that's, that you're there. It's great. Uh, yeah, I think it's... you've got it as well, like, you know, and who knows if, if it will continue, and I don't want to jinx anything. But you're I think well, No, but also I think you've just got to celebrate those small wins, yeah. those yeah. moments. You know, I'm sure. sure you can remember the first time that, you know, they slept through the night. It's a really big moment. And I remember the first night that she did it, we sort of, you know, because you do constantly throughout the night, you know, you're sort of waking up ready just in case she's awake and you sort of look at your watch or your phone and checking the time yeah. and doing it sort of continuously through the night. And then I remember suddenly I woke and it was 6.30 and I was like, oh my God, Ems. No, it was hilarious. It was kind of like, you know, in Home Alone where the mum and dad wake up and they're like, <gasps> Yeah, it was so one of Ola those. So and I were obviously asleep and she sleeps in our wardrobe. Just start, it's not a wardrobe, it's a room in between the bedroom and, and our ensuite. Um, so she's beside us, but she's behind a door and got to 6.30 and all and I woke up like, <gasps> what's going on? Yeah. And looked at the clock and we were like, oh my goodness, it's half past six. What's going on? Luke crept in and I was like, is she all right? 
She's did you put your hand okay? on her chest? I put my hand on her chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, you do panic, don't you? Yeah, of course, because you're so tired. You're literally like zombie the whole night. Yeah. Didn't even, you know, wake up to go to the loo or anything throughout the night. So, yeah, one of those moments of like, holy moly, we've made this. And then the second night we, you know, made sure the temperature was exactly the same. We did the <laughs> same routine. Everything we did before was the same. Everything. She had the same amount of milk. <laughs> yeah. But definitely taking, oh. taking out some of the naps, well, making her nap in the afternoon shorter and we're upping her feeds a bit. So she's obviously going to bed a lot tighter and, yeah. and, you know, more content in terms of the milk she's taking. So it's a whole thing, isn't it? Oh. This, this it really is. It really is. And the four month sleep regression is yeah. a nasty thing. Nasty yeah. thing. You know, because I think when you've got newborns, you're expecting it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then sure. when things start getting slightly better and the sleep regression comes in mm. and I think that knocked me for six, that. But talking about you two, your childhoods, I imagine, were very different. Like, you grew up in very. opposite ends of mm. the UK. What were your childhoods like? Mine, I'm from a family of four. Well, just one sibling and my parents. So we had a really cosy, lovely childhood in Scotland, born in Glasgow, and then I grew up in Dunblane. And yeah, it was just lovely. We're a really tight family. My parents have been together since they were 14, so we've Aww. had this amazing love and, you know, they're them just around us they're just amazing I don't know what growing up I was kind of I don't know if I really knew who I was I mean honestly till I was like early or mid-20s I kind of was a bit of a sort of introverted child and only now I really know who I am I guess who am I who am I? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Then I guess you get the whole, you know, becoming a mother and then you're like, who am I again? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but I had a lovely childhood, but very different to kind of middle of nowhere in Scotland and a little bit sheltered, I'd say. But so cosy. I mean, Ems's family are so tight. I mean, you call your mum pretty much every day, don't you? I call my mum every day. I've met your yeah. mum. You've met my mum at Joe Malone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've met my mum. She is the best. Mm. And she is, you know, she's one of my, my best friends. In fact, she is my best friend. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I love her. Really lucky. We had a lovely childhood and Very just lots cozy. of love. So yeah. much love. Mine was a little different. I mean, there was a lot of love for sure, yeah. but a little more sort of unconventional. So there were six of us. So I've got three other siblings, two half, and then my full sister, Laura. Grew up in Gloucestershire. And then my parents actually got divorced when I was quite young. So then I ended up living with my mum. Mm -hmm. And then around 13, moved to London, went to Eton. And that's sort of when, I mean, my first memories sort of kick in around then, I guess. My early years are a little bit of a fog. A lot of love, though. Yeah. It's funny, though, how those periods in our lives, for some people, they can talk about everything. They have such clear memories. Tom can go through a bag of toys from his childhood because he kept everything and wow. know exactly yeah. where he got things, how he loved playing with it. And I'm like, how? I can't, rem I can't I remember anything. No. We were talking the other day about mm. like first memories and my dad yeah. can remember being like three. My, I think my first memory, I'm like 12, 13. Like proper, yeah. you know, not young. It is funny though, I, d I don't know about, since becoming a parent, I've started thinking a lot or trying to remember things from my childhood. Yeah. And obviously mum's quite a feature on our podcast. We have a help hotline and we call mum every week. <laughs> um, and she's sharing a lot of stories which are super interesting and very niche. So that's maybe like pulling up a few memories. But I do think now we've become parents, I find personally I'm, I'm thinking back to my childhood. Sure. And you know, I had an amazing childhood and my parents were the best, but at the same time, 
you know, I just want to be the best parent possible and I want to be really hands-on. Yeah. And it was such a different time then. So, yeah, I'm looking back a lot. I think that's something that happens even more as they get older as well, because as Bonnie grows, you know, you're going to be hit with different challenges and hurdles. And, mm. and like, I, mm. I feel like I'm constantly looking back and going, well, how did my parents cope with yeah. this? Or, or sure. I feeling this, so why am I feeling so triggered, I guess, in some ways by this behavior. And it's because of how you were spoken to, how things yeah. were dealt with, you it know. It goes and, back to our childhood, doesn't it? Yeah, and it, then it goes back to their childhoods and their childhoods. Know, so, you know, it just, know. it's just a chain, isn't it? Mm. But it is definitely that thing that I think, you know, as they grow up and as they hit teenage, like teenagehood, oh. which is just this whole other world. Oh, my which, goodness. You know. Well, that, that's another thing for Ems and I because we've come from such different backgrounds, you know, and Ems. She went to day school, all I, I, your school yeah, career, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I just went to a normal local school, not private, not, you know... And obviously, you know, when I was 13, I was shipped out, you know, out of the house. So we often talk about that, you know, as Bonnie comes into her teenage yeah. years. You know, you start talking yeah. about that sort of stuff. Yeah, we both have um, very different experiences, so it's hard to kind of imagine, you know, the middle or, or mm. what way. And obviously, you know, I know times are different and where we live, it's, you know, we don't live where I live, where I, you know, got the local bus for 10 minutes to go to school yeah. and then would come back on the local bus, dropped at the end of my street and mm. walk up my street. It's, you know, we live in a different time, but I'd love her to have the similar yeah. experience. I don't, I I don't want Bonnie to go anywhere. No, no, no. I'll happily just have her be schooled here. Yeah. As long as she just, I don't want her leaving the house at all. You two, you had a long, I would say, not courtship, but before getting together, there was a lot yeah. of, you know, you'd met each other, then it was a long time before you actually got together. Mm. At what point do you remember talking future and families? Or did you? Was that kind of like a let's not yeah. go there? <laughs> you did? No, for sure we did, yeah. I actually didn't want children. Oh, really? Yeah, which is so shocking to me now because I can't imagine my life, obviously, without Bonnie and without, you know, us being mm. parents. But... I didn't see that in in my future. And I remember I was talking about it, you know, quite early on. We've been together now for almost 10 years. Yeah. So it was, yeah, a long time ago. Um, Can you remember the exact moment when we started talking about family, future? I mean, I think seriously, you know, talking about it, you know, in our future plans was, you know, sort of five years ago, mm. I'd say, when we were looking to buy a house and yeah. all of them proposed mm. to me. And then we kind of started on the sort of journey of you know, the conventional becoming adults, you know, get married, buy a house, get married, da, 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 have a baby. So, yeah, that kind of became, I guess, more real then. But, you know, we always spoke about in the future having a family. It just took me sure. a, a while to, you know, realise that that's really what I wanted. What was the, the shift for you then from not know. wanting I a family? And Well, I modelled for years and my whole life was kind of jumping from A to B with no plan. And I never yeah. really had a plan. So plans to me were kind of really foreign and... And I didn't really, I didn't really gel with plans and I also didn't really understand it because I would get my schedule for the next day at, you know, seven o'clock the night before. Yeah. So every day I had no idea if I was going to be in Paris or if I was going to be in Manchester or if I was going to be in Glasgow or, you know, anywhere. I didn't really know what that week had. So I guess I kind of spent a lot of my time with no plan. So plan yeah. just didn't, you know, it just didn't really come into my head. And then when all and I met and we got together and, you know, I knew that, he was the one and I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. I think as our lives then naturally, you know, gelled together and became one, it was all I could then think about was that, you know, maybe I do want to, I want to have a plan and I want to have a sort of, you know, a quieter and more thought out life, I guess. 
planned mm. life? I don't know. Yeah. Well, in, in the way I that just, it can be planned, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I was so, you know, everything was always so hectic that I craved the sort of routine of, like, a boring life, which, yeah. you know, I, I love. And that's also why I have this, you know, pool to go to the countryside, because I just want to have, like, OK, so we work from nine till mm -hmm. six, and then we have, like, dinners at this time. You know, it's more of a schedule, which I kind of have a craving for. Can you remember when you both decided, you know what, now's the time, let's actually think properly about starting a family and go for it? Before we got married, we kind of thought, well, let's, you know, let's start trying and see, you know, if we're lucky. Yeah, it took us a little while. Because originally we were going to get married. We had to change our wedding date quite a few times, as I'm sure so yeah. many people did with COVID and everything. Because, you know, originally we were going to start trying after we got married and we were meant to get married originally in... God, was it 2018? I don't even know, maybe 19. We changed it so many times. And then we didn't end up getting married until 20. <laughs> 20. Oh, brain, oh, baby gosh. brain, hold on. I've even got it tattooed on my hand, hold on. 05, 5th of August. No, wait, no, that's when we got engaged. Sorry, <laughs> it it's on this song. It was the 15th of December, 2020. Nice. So you're back in the room. So many dates <laughs> to remember. But yeah, originally the plan was we were going to get married and try after. But yeah, then, we were going to get married earlier. COVID then happened. Everything then we kind just, of, we, we just, just didn't want to wait. We just didn't yeah. want to wait any longer. Um, yeah. And how did that feel going into that? Because for us, I know Tom said, when we said, right, this, we're going to go for it now. Let's actually, basically he started not trying. So yeah. You know, yeah. he yeah. started giggling and I was like, why are you laughing? He was like, because of all the sex. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I married a teenage boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. It's too good. Oh. Yeah, I think we kind of did the same. We were kind of like, oh, if it yeah. happens, it happens. And then yeah. as, as the time went on and each month, I really realised how much, well, how much we both wanted it, where you would kind of have that like, are we, are we not? Yeah. And then yeah. every time it was kind of not, it was then each month is harder because I think you just, you're so invested in it emotionally as well as, you know, obviously physically, but you know, it's such an emotional roller coaster that you kind of go through of each month kind of, kind of waiting. And then there were some months where I'd be late and I'd be like, oh, this, and yeah. then my period would come and you'd yeah. kind of feel, you know, feel really done for until the next time. It's very difficult Absolutely. in that situation as well, knowing mm. at what point do you go, oh, is this something that I have to look into further? We had a sort of deadline date of if by this point, then let's speak to the doctor and see if there's anything that we could be doing differently or anything that, you know, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's until you sort of go in, in into this, this whole you don't really realize how many people struggle with it. And yeah. it is obviously so tough. And then you realize what a miracle it actually is mm -hmm. when it happens. Massively. But it is so nice now that people openly talk about it, because I remember speaking to my mum about it and I was like, you know, so many people are going through such tough times and miscarriages and all these sort of things. And I was like, was this the case, you know, when you were trying, Mum? And she was like, it was, but no one spoke about it. Yeah. You know, it's so hard for, you know, all the women. And to have some support and, like, being able to talk about it, I think, is so important. And, you know, Mum said and it did happen, but no one ever spoke about it. The sense of, like, community and people talking about it and you start hearing people's stories and you realise, you know, wow, what a miracle it really is. You know, so when, oh, when sorry, that, I'm getting emotional. So when that barb toot does come. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. 
Are you okay? We're very emotional in this household. <laughs> it's because there's so much love up in here. Mwah. It's amazing as well, isn't it? When you have your baby, the emotions. Yeah, oh, it's like a whole other other side of you that just comes out, isn't it? And then when she cries, I start going. <laughs> when she cries, I start fizzing. It all starts happening. Oh, but sorry, when it guys. is taking a while to happen, and, you know, for, like for me, so my first pregnancy ended with miscarriage. And then after that, it took a long time for me to get pregnant again. But also, I think for me, I felt so angry and disappointed with my body. And there was a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. I had to mentally address that before actually falling pregnant again. But when you are waiting to get pregnant and trying, hearing all these other stories yeah. and knowing that you're not on your own is such yeah. massive For sure. help. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, when you start going through and you start speaking to people, you start realizing, wow, pretty much everyone has some sort of story or has been through something. Yeah. You know, it's very rare for people to get super lucky and just, you know, first time, you know, yeah. get pregnant. And, you know, it's amazing how people now share their stories. And, you know, like you say, you have that sense of support and community. I think that's just incredible. You know, women yeah. are just so incredible. What you girls go through, unbelievable. It's just such an emotional roller coaster. I mean, my cheeks are so Oh, clean. she's going again. <laughs> but it is, you it know. Is, it's, it's, a, it's just amazing. It's, you know, our bodies do stuff that our brains can't even dream up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. To, to make this beautiful... It's insane. These little people. I mean, I look at Bonnie and I'm like, not only have you got everything physically that I can see, but, you know, we've made DNA. We've made, you know, a brain and a personality. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's incredible. It's, nice. she's, she's just, she's magic. For a lot a of people, I think it's when you have your baby in your arms as well that you can look back over the process to getting there. And yeah. it really sort of, yeah. it makes you think about that in a way that you can't think about it really when you're going through it. For sure. Completely agree. Completely. 100%. Especially, you know, at the beginning when you have the apps and it's like, this is it's poppy seed and then it goes to the next stage yeah. and the next stage and the next stage. And I remember so vividly each week that mm. I would be like, oh, it's the size of it. And then, you know, you'd hold it in your hand and you'd imagine this tiny little little person and, or, you know, little thing at that point. And, and now when that she's here, I think, oh my God, you were that little blueberry and you yeah. were that little seed and now look <laughs> at you. It's unbelievable. Look at you. She, I mean, she's just she's a little person. Can you she's remember finding mother. out you were pregnant and telling Ollie? Yeah, oh, it I was can. so good. Em's even filmed it. It was genius. Really? Tell, yeah, tell yeah. them what you did. So I bought a little pair of shoes, a little pair of fluffy shoes, <laughs> and all came back and they were just sitting on the bed and just no one shoes. Oh yeah, no. I swear you'd wrapped them. And what she'd done sneakily, she'd put her camera, her camera sort of in between the pillows, but I couldn't really see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I came home and she was like, I've got you something. And I remember unwrapping it and it was a little pair of shoes. Yeah. And obviously just, <laughs> just a whole load of emotions. I know. Um, just so, Jeez, yeah. It's so funny. All, everything that changes in, you know, in a year, it doesn't mm. feel that that long ago, but you know, everything is, everything in between feels But like also you massive. as a person feel like you change so much. Like, I look and where you I should. am now. You absolutely yeah. should change as a person. Yeah. I don't think you can 100%. go through all of that, you know, the, the getting pregnant on its own, the, the pregnancy, the birth, having life brought into the world, any part of that has to change you. You know, sure. otherwise I think we're failing humanity, you know, if, if it yeah. doesn't, um, you know, affect you in some way. A hundred percent. Completely. I think you do. I actually didn't really realise how much I would change. I kind of thought, you know, I'm pregnant, we're going to have the baby and then life will kind of resume. Yeah. And actually... 
not only does your whole life completely change for the better, of course, but your mind changes, your brain, mm. the way you think, the way, you know, your priorities no longer do I think about me really ever. She is mm. number one. And, and before I think about anything, I think about her and what's best for her and what she needs in that situation. As opposed to, you know, I thought, you know, I'll still live my life, you know, relatively similarly. It's just yeah. not at all. And yeah, I love it though. I love, I love being a mum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What was pregnancy like? Did you enjoy pregnancy? Yeah, I think... You looked fabulous throughout oh, it. Oh, thank oh, she you. Was, she thank was you. I definitely didn't feel fabulous all the time, but I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> the beginning, I found the first 12 weeks really tough. I basically just felt hungover every day, but obviously had none of the alcohol. I just felt really, I just felt really weird. I felt carsick. I felt so emotional. I didn't know how I felt. I didn't know if this was the right decision because it was kind of... Obviously, I, I knew it was the right decision, but then when you think, oh my God, I've got 12 weeks of this, how yeah. am I going to get through this feeling of just feeling so terrible? But of course, you then just think about, you know, the baby and what's happening and you, you know, every day you get through, of course, but that was tough. I just didn't really feel, you know, the sort of magic that I expected to feel because you kind of see, you know, in movies, people being pregnant and they're grey and like, although now I guess they show more of the sickness, which is more realistic. <laughs> I think my first experience of watching pregnancy on TV or in a film was Look Who's Talking. You know, the opening oh, where yeah. she's like downing orange on the street. So I think I had quite a realistic, realistic <laughs> view of yeah. it being like, wow, I feel bad and heavy. Yeah. I'm going to drink this litre of orange. Did you have any weird cravings? No, really. I liked salty things, but I think I just like salty things anyway. And it was just a great excuse to get like fish and chips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And bare Nutella. How much Nutella did you take down? Actually, I didn't. I think I was going through a bit of a health kick, so I started making my chocolate spread at that point. What? I know. Was it I nice? Know. Yeah. You can make great chocolate spread. I mean, I can't remember how I was Come doing on, it. Come on, G, drop the recipe. Can. Come on. <laughs> Healthy, chocky spread yeah. all over it. Mm, it's good. Love it. It's very, very good. So it used to be that thing of... After, you know, if I've done a great day of writing, treating myself to a spoonful of Nutella or my, mm. you know, homemade stuff. And the kids now see you doing things like that and you have to yeah. adjust your behaviour. <laughs> Be like, yeah. no, mummy is no. not doing this. Yeah. You cannot yeah. do Erase this from your memory. This did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pot of broccoli. <laughs> totally is. <laughs> But do you know what? I remember when, and I don't know if you had the same, but when Bonnie was born, I remember you often sort of spoke about, because near the end you did... Oh, I loved being pregnant. I loved it towards the end and I loved whenever I had the bump because then you didn't just feel like a sort of bloated mess. You then were like, no, I am pregnant. And, you know, this is, I have a little baby in here. So whenever I got my bump, I, I 
loved it and I was just so proud of it and I, I loved being pregnant I loved feeling her every move and yeah. towards the end I remember just crying every day thinking I'm not going to feel her and I'm not going to be able to protect her and she's going to be out in this scary world and not you know with me in my tummy mm. and I remember saying to you every night like I'm just so upset that I'm not going to feel feel her inside of me and all you used to always say I know but you'll have her in your arms and yeah it will be, be even you know, more special even better and then as soon as she was born, of course, I didn't think once about being pregnant. <laughs> but I thought I was going to really, really... I mean, I do, of course, I, you know, I, I did. I loved it. But I much prefer her being on the outside than on the inside. Do you? Yeah. That's really interesting when you're so sad about her leaving. I know. And I honestly didn't even... Th I've not even thought about it until now, until you've just said that, that, you know, her being in my tummy. But I was really nervous about it. And how did you feel going towards the birth? So Bonnie was breached, so she was elected and planned C-section from, well, we were kind of went back and forth on it for months and months and months. Yeah, we, we came to the decision of, of her coming out cesarean. And it's, it's a weird thing, because obviously you get a date and a time, or you get, you know, a window of when she's going to be coming. And it's kind of like, you know, it's so exciting, but it's so nerve-wracking, because you have this, it's almost like a reservation. Yeah. And you're just kind of waiting for the day and waiting for the time and kind of trying to prepare for everything before, but really you can't prepare for anything apart from, yeah. you know, what what you can in terms of recovery and all that other sort of stuff. But it was very odd. But I loved it. I loved my C-section. Did you spend the last night going, this is the final time we're going to sleep in the bed, just us two? Yeah. Final time, yeah. we're going to say goodbye, yeah. final meal? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. we did that for a whole week before. Wow. We were like, yeah. <laughs> our yeah, last Monday. Because we do things like, we went for a really nice lunch to one of our favourite restaurants. We were like, this is the last time of the three of us. Yeah. And then we'd sure. go to like, just do things like locally, not, you know, and it would be our last as just the two of us. The funniest is when we packed um, to go to the hospital. We we kind of packed like we were going on holiday. It was a bit weird. I, I was like, right, Ems, have we got the backgammon? Um, don't forget the cards. A bottle of red wine. Obviously, we'll bring a couple bottles of rouge. Thinking that it was going to be like some beaut, like, you know, just playing games and stuff after. We did not open you know any what? of that I stuff. I, mean, yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. I had in my bag... Um, I mean, I had so much stuff. I had, like, obviously pyjamas and socks and loads of underwear. And, and then I had the nappies. I didn't use anything else in my suitcase apart yeah. from the nappies. I, was, oh, I, did, I Honestly, I didn't take one thing out. Yeah. I didn't even open it. I know Em's had, like, ten outfits. Uh, but, like, not outfits. <laughs> like, like ten pairs of jammy bottoms and ten yeah. pairs... Because yeah, I was yeah, worried yeah. about the Lockyer and the blood and everything, you know, being everywhere and not having stuff to change into. Yeah. Didn't you? I mean, I literally was, like... Naked apart from nappies. Naked in nappies and a gown. Um, let's talk actually being in the hospital and having the C-section because mm. one thing that you spoke about actually on your podcast was the fear, which oh, I perfect. haven't heard people talk about before. Mm. It's such an obvious thing for you to be experiencing. Yeah. You're going into major surgery. That is a scary thing. And even though you know that the people that are, you know, are going to be performing surgery, they do it all the time. For you, this is your like first time into it. It's, it's happening to your body. Talk to me about this fear that you felt. I was really, really scared. And I was really scared from, I think as soon as we had the date and the sort of time window, that's when I really, it kind of all became really real. And although I, you know, I obviously knew what C-section was and I knew what the sort of, not necessarily what the process was, but, you know, the main bits I kind of knew. But as soon as you kind of think, OK, well, actually, 
you know, we're going into surgery, I'm having, you know, an epidural or I had a spinal. It all just becomes really real and scary. And I wasn't nervous about anything going wrong or because I had full trust in professionals there and I knew that they knew what they were doing. So I wasn't worried about things going wrong. I was just, I was just scared. I've never been in a hospital before apart from, you know, A&E when I was 10 with a broken wrist, but I'd never, you know, had that experience. And I was just worried. I was really, Mm. really scared. And I remember lying there kind of each point always amazing and was just held my hand. And, you know, we were both scared, although I was the one that was being operated on, always terrified as well, because, you know, you... Well, I've never seen you that scared before. Like she was physically shaking. So, you know, I was just super scared for her as well, because it is such a major surgery. And until you walk, you know, as soon as the date was set, it all became real. But then when you walk into that theatre room... I mean, I walked in in my slippers, the slippers I'm wearing now... We still thought we were on holiday before that. I mean, I was like, you ready for a quick game of backgammon? I did not think I was (laughs) on holiday. But when you walk in that room, I could I immediately see in Ems's eyes, you know, it yeah. suddenly was like, oh, wow. And I told everyone in the room, I said, listen, I'm really scared. I'm really, really nervous. And the anaesthetist, who was amazing, absolutely amazing, who was just, she was just so great. And she held me the whole time and I was just crying and crying. I mean, I could cry now thinking about it. It just takes me back. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just so petrified and she was so reassuring and she was amazing and always amazing as well. And. I remember when they then, you know, they obviously numb you and they test if you're numb by blowing cold. I don't even know if they blow cold air or if it's cold water. I, I don't really remember what it was, but I remember feeling it on the bits that weren't numb. And then as they were, you know, taking it lower down, I couldn't feel anything. And that I was kind of like relief, like, oh, God, it's, it's done. You know, I'm, I've done it. And, and although I had this great fear of I don't know what, as soon as I was numb, I couldn't feel anything. And all I knew was that I was in safe hands. Everything mm. was going well and I was about to hold our baby. So that when you get to that point, it was kind of like relief. And I remember saying to the surgeon, I'm, I'm so scared. And he was like, don't worry, it's completely normal. And they said, you know, as soon as we start, it's going to be, you know, less than two minutes till they're here. And we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl. So that was another, you know, element of excitement yeah. of, you know, is it going to be a boy or a girl? And we said from the beginning I said I you know I really want all to tell me if it's a boy or a girl I don't want someone to tell me so they lifted her out and they dropped the screen down because I asked for it to be you know more of like a I wanted to see her coming out I didn't want her to just you know come around from the screen they held her up and she was just this perfect little pink thing and the umbilical cord was covering her little parts so all couldn't see and I was so emotional I couldn't even see the lights (laughs) never mind see if it was a boy or a girl and it took sort of like I felt like 30 seconds probably like 10 seconds of dead silence it was silence then I said guys do you mind if you just sort of move move (laughs) (laughs) and then we were like and then yeah yeah, then we seen that it was a little girl and she didn't cry for until she came over to me so there was this whole sort of felt like a lifetime of her just not making a noise and I just remember just I kept saying is she all right she all right she all right and always like she's fine she's perfect and they were measuring her and all cutting the umbilical cord and then they just put her on my chest and she just burst out crying and I oh. burst out crying and, and then I heard the surgeon stitching me up asking if, if they wanted to go to Pizza Express for lunch. Oh, and I yeah. was like, <laughs> it's like, this has all got a bit too normal, too quick. Yeah. <laughs> we're all very casual here, guys. Yeah. And he was like, I'm sorry, I thought you wanted me to like make it normal. I was like, not that normal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, they're talking about lunch. Ollie, you've likened, never heard this before, but it makes total sense, umbilical cord. What is it like? Yeah. It's like calamari. Yes! Yeah, and then as... It totally as, is. Yeah. I was so amazed by how sort of tough and... Yeah. I mean, I didn't bite it, but it was that chewy sort of texture. <laughs> Rubbery. Rubbery. Yeah, we're not um, saying it tastes like calamari. No, but I did not. It. They did offer. I mean, I wasn't up for it. <laughs> and then, as and then, obviously, when the little as it falls off later down the line, it turns into sort of um, built on, built on, like yeah, like beef jerky. <laughs> so it's got a nice sort of progression. There's so many layers to it. But yeah, I love that. But incredible, but that is what is, you know... I know, the source her. of life. Yes. It's incredible. I know, I've got us making those calamaris. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ollie, what was it like for you to meet Bonnie? And also for you even just seeing Em go through that, was there... Oh, it was so overwhelming. God, it's going to get me going now. I can't even think about it. Oh, give me a second. Oh, let's talk about calamari a bit more. It was um, easily the most crazy, beautiful day of my entire life. It's all the emotions, basically. You know, fear, love, excitement, nervous. I mean, just everything. And obviously, at the beginning, my main thing is just being there for M and making sure she was okay. And then when Bonnie came, it was just like, I mean, I can't even really put into words the feeling. Obviously, first you have that sense of relief that she's okay, she's healthy. Yeah. You know, like Em said, she wasn't crying at the beginning. So you do have this sort of initial fear, like, is everything okay? And then, yeah, when you see her, you're just like, oh, my goodness. Just immediate, the love is just undescribable. And then when you hold her for the first time, that is... I think I just, yeah, standard, broke into tears. You just melt, don't you? Just melt. Have you I two melted. always been this emotional? No, like I said. I have. Well, I'm a very emotional person. I've, I mean, I am, yeah. I've yeah. got a lot more emotional since I've met Emma. I think she's definitely... Do you think that's like because, a, yeah, she allows you to She's had to, a positive effect that. on me. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? I think especially as a guy, we often think that we can't show our emotions. Where it's she's, so important she's, to show your yeah, emotions. She's yeah. made me feel comfortable enough that I can show my emotions. Yeah. And then since Bonnie's come along, I mean, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Round two, ding, ding. <laughs> it's like, it's an over... Yeah, it's just overwhelming. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I think it's important that we show our emotions because that's what makes us human. Yeah. And, sure. you know, whether it's a sense of all the different emotions, but I just think, yeah. So that day, I've never had so many emotions in, in one day, for sure. I mean, it was just like, yeah, magic. Yeah. Guys, if I got you to write a letter on parenthood, who would it be to and what would you say? I love this part. <laughs> I'm actually really gutted that we're at this part of the podcast because I feel like we've, you know, know. we've got know. many we more could, hours of conversation. We could go for long. But I, know, it, I agree. <laughs> but the letter. The letter. Do you know what? I think since becoming a mother, I have such a, you know, whole new found appreciation and respect and I you know, understand my mum a bit more and I'd love to, I'd love to send my letter to my mum because you just kind of understand or you think about things differently knowing mm. that my brother was three when I was born and I just have no idea how she still gave me all the love and time and respect and everything divided between two and, and all's mum with, you know, having more siblings. You just think about yeah. the mothers in your life differently yeah. and how much sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifices for um, sure. I just have so much respect and so much, and I always respected my mother, of course, but, you know, you think, you see it differently now, I think, as, as a mother and having even the baby yourself. And I'm just so grateful for the way that my parents raised us. Yeah. You, 
you just think about everything really yeah because i i guess when you're growing up you you know you take it for granted don't you and as a kid you don't really think about that you know no not at and all. and i think until you yourself become a parent mm. you recognize the sacrifices that yeah. they made and you know the love and all that you know that goes into it and all that all the emotions everything that goes into being a parent so yeah, yeah the highs and the lows as yeah well, you know mm -hmm. on those tough days where you really have to pull yourself through mm. and you just yeah so much love and respect for yeah and appreciation done it before us amen yeah ollie who would your letter be i mean can i say that no you no can't. but this is what happens in our <laughs> podcast right so no. we have the highs and touch on the highs and lows and each week we do our highs and lows and Em's often asked me, you know, what's her, and I'll give my high, and then she'll jump on the same oh, one. This is but, but no, I know, I know, but what I'm saying, no, but that's a really great, but yeah, I can't. can't Gee, can I, can I say mum, my parents? No. no. Okay, rather than mum, could I say my parents? Yes, you can. Or no? Oh, I yeah, can, no, no you can. You can, can say your parents. What would you say to them? Oh, gosh, I mean, it was so spot on what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Because Sometimes so it's okay to that. say what she said. It's oh, okay. It's, yeah, can I say what she said? Because it was so good. And I feel <laughs> like if, if I say anything else, your listeners are going to be like, well, that was not quite as good. No, but, that's not true. You're so great with your words. You are. Okay, if I didn't pick my parents, yeah. could I say my writing a letter to myself yeah. and my yeah. younger absolutely. self? Absolutely, absolutely. That's um, a great answer. I would probably say my younger self. And there, wait, there are specific questions here or in relation no, to can, what I'm writing. You, you can write whatever you like. I would probably say something along the lines of, why am I feeling emotional again? The fizz comes back. This is never ending, G. This is like <laughs> so full on. Do you know what this um, is? I would, say, I would say something along the, the lines of just appre appreciate, you know, appreciate every moment, appreciate the loved ones around you and just remember what's important in life. And that is your loved ones. Fizzy. What? <laughs> What's going on but here? The thing is, Ollie, like life is a journey. And if anything was different throughout it, you wouldn't be where you are now. We all discover things, we explore whatever, you know, and it leads you to where you're meant to be. And I've no Amen. doubt that you are meant to be in that kitchen with Emma right now. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Amen. you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you are, and you're not going anywhere. I, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> now do the washing and do the tidying. Get it done. Am I Daddy Dyer? Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know who you are there, but Did she you not know that you've got like an East London accent? Did you not yeah, know that, Emma? You, have you, how have you not noticed that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now do the washing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Daddy Doubtfire in the house, so any sort of washing. She's like, get yeah. on it. <laughs> okay, and we finished the podcast with you completing three sentences. Emma, mm. being a mum means everything. Ollie, being a dad means. Can I? I'm no, sorry. Come on. We no. spoke about this last night, <laughs> and I said to Emma, my answer is everything. No, and didn't. now she's taken it. You didn't say that. <laughs> okay, I'm changing my answer. Well, okay. Being a parent is the best thing in the entire world. It's a slight change on everything, but. <laughs> it's, kind just... of like, okay. it's kind of like. <sighs> yeah. This, that, that's okay, guys. That, Gee, is that's, that all right? I'm, I'm very I happy. Very last happy. Night, last night, I said everything. That's Anyways, okay. That's right. okay. Since having a child, I. Who wants to go first, just in case the other one right, pitches their answer? Go, all can okay. go first. Since having a child, I have a new understanding of love. 
I have a new sense of purpose and perspective. Lovely. That's very good. I think I'm going to sit... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I have a new understanding of time. Mm. I think time with your partner, time with yourself, time with your child, time with, you know, just time is just so precious. And I think not wasting it, you seem to get more out of it whenever yeah. you actually have, you know, time in the day to... And also whenever she falls asleep, you're like, do I have a minute? Do I have an hour? Let's do as much as I can in this time. So yeah, time for me has become... Time's a good one. And I've got one of those things. <laughs> when you asked me that question earlier about the letter, I yes. might go back and say to myself, time is very precious. Make the most mm. of every moment, every Absolutely. opportunity. Yeah. Um, and when you do become a dad, you'll understand how precious it really is. Yeah, That's is. my letter. Nice. Well, funny that. So, all Basin said, I'll say what she's saying, but like 10 yeah. minutes ago. But I'll put it in part. before Just she said it. <laughs> I mean, she's you get, yeah. you're getting a Sorry. bit of an insight. <laughs> Finally, I'm happy when. And you go first. I'm happy when. I'm with my family. When I'm with all, I'm born. I'm just happy when I'm when it's just us and we don't have anything else around us just you know can be chilled and at home and cozy and just us makes me happy obviously gee that was mine as well <laughs> <laughs> of course that's when i'm my happiest when i'm just chilling with you guys sorry gee this is actually no embarrassing. but that's good it shows that we're in tune gee doesn't it it, it does shows it that does we want the same things in life I'm I mean, Emma, slightly... you'd be quite you'd be quite disappointed if he said, yeah. I'm at my I'm happiest when I'm, I'm at the gym happiest. playing like no, squash. Yeah. Well, no. I'm at my happiest <laughs> while I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well done. There we go. You got what you yeah. wanted. <laughs> um, no, same, of course. The happiest when I'm surrounded by my loved ones. And obviously my innermost circle being Ems and Bonnie. And I'm happiest when being a dad. Yeah. There you go. I'm happiest when being a dad. Gorgeous. Guys, thank you so much. It's no, really been thank such you. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you thank for you having us. us. And thank you for um, listening to our tears and our sniffles. Yeah, and, sorry, um, guys. being such a lovely... We just had such a lovely time. Thank you. I yeah, could have listened so to, to more and more and more. But you know what? I'll listen to your podcast and I hope you start <laughs> sniveling on that. All right? There is. There's a few sniffles on that. <laughs> oh, yes. Lots of sniffles. Thank you so much, Gee, and Thank love you to all so the much. Big love thank to you. Thank you, So Bye. much love. So Bye. much love. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.